Welcome to Tanakh Daily, a Congregation Ahavas Torah initiative. Today, we are discussing the fifth parak of Sefer Melachim, where the good times definitely keep rolling. Shlomo is firmly in control of Israel and the broader region, a huge swath of the Middle East with many tributaries. There is a surplus of food and B'nai Israel are prosperous. And with that surplus and the large organized bureaucracy that we know to be in place, Shlomo is able to support a huge army, a standing army, much bigger than anything we've seen in the past. It's equipped with thousands of horses, many thousands of chariots, and this is a professional army, which means you have to have uh, um, barracks, you have to have a tremendous amount of food that's only really possible when you have the type of success, agricultural and um, financial success that the nation is experiencing right now. And that success, uh, experienced on a national level, is mirrored and goes hand in hand with Shlomo's personal success and his acclaim for his great wisdom, which God, we know, has granted him. He was the wisest man of his, of his time, of his generation, perhaps the wisest man to ever live, writing, as the parak details, 300 proverbs, 1,500 songs or poems, uh, some of which Chazal identify as the works of Shir Hashirim, Kohelet, and Mishlei. And, uh, and his reputation traveled far and wide with leaders uh, the world over coming and people the world over coming to visit with Shlomo and to learn from him. If up until this point, We've been setting the stage for the building of the Beis HaMikdash by describing the stability of the nation, right? We've spent a lot of time talking about the internal stability, the external stability that was necessary for the construction of the Beis HaMikdash. Now we move on to something that is almost more lofty. It's not just stability, but it's real prosperity. The nation is prospering in unprecedented ways. Uh, In all of the Sardom that we've learned thus far, we've had precious few moments when Israel when the people of Israel were not being harassed by their neighbors and at times even taunted for their faith, as was the case, for example, with Goliath. Now we have this shining moment when the nation is thriving and there is wealth, there is power, and it's not just that we are not being harassed, but there is prestige. We're not only feared, we are admired. And in that way, this is really one of the great chapters in all of Jewish history, perhaps the greatest. As the nation generates an incredible Kiddush Hashem, there is such a sense of having brought glory to the name of God at this moment. And it allows Shlomo to have a vision for the Beis HaMikdash that's not just inward-facing. It's not just a vehicle for the nation to worship Hashem, which is, of course, a worthy enough cause t- to be certain. Um, think of the, the Mishkan. The Mishkan was inward-facing. It was for B'nai Israel, But Shlomo can envision now a Beis HaMikdash that is actually outward-facing. Shlomo really sees the Mikdash as an international hub, as we will see in the Prakim ahead. He views it as a place that will project the name of God to the whole world and will bring the, the people of the world to Hashem. It's a vision that's almost unimaginable for pretty much all of Jewish history. But now, during these golden years, for these precious uh, these precious years under Shlomo's rule, we have the ability to truly uh, serve as that mamleches kohanim, a nation that's, that is the, the spiritual and moral guides for the whole world. We have in Sefer Malachim, uh, while the going is good, this unique and expansive vision uh, for the place of B'nai Israel in the world, and it's not just words. In this moment, it is the reality. Okay, moving on. When we, we, we then learn that Shlomo begins 
this very warm set of negotiations with Hiram, the king of Tzur, or Tyre, someone who, he, who expresses great admiration, having had great admiration for David, and now has uh, the same level of admiration, continued admiration for Shlomo. He delivers uh, Shlomo the cedars of Lebanon for the construction of the Beis HaMikdash in return for what amounts to a, a big sum of, uh, of food, uh, which Israel, as we know, has in surplus. Shlomo then has the infrastructure to levy a tax to raise a huge labor force to go and participate in the felling and the transporting of these cedars. And the uh, parak concludes with the foundation of the Beis HaMikdash being put into place, the literal foundation of the Beis HaMikdash being put into place, the cedars being fashioned for its construction, and now everything is ready, the stage is set, and the construction can begin very shortly. That's it for today. Chazak ve'ematz, and happy learning.